0: what's up you guys I'm Anya and I'm Kylie and this is two degrees hotter the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of two degrees hotter happy Tuesday hey guys
1: welcome back to another episode I am apologizing upfront because you might notice I'm a little raspy a little wheezy Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. I kind of I don't even really know what it is but so Grant had a cold and then I definitely just caught whatever he has um but it's weird because we kind of like he doesn't really have he didn't really lose his voice but I did but I feel like I just always lose my voice when I'm sick but it's not COVID Mm -hmm. don't worry we got tested so we're negative but it's just it's the first time I've been sick like since like last like since early 2020 basically like because we've Yeah. And so masked up and like immune and all these things. So it's weird to be kind of sick again. Kind of sucks. Reminds me of how much it sucks. (laughs) But yeah. So that's one announcement. And then we have one more announcement before we jump in. Is
0: that right, Kylie? That is right. So we are doing a little book club style episode. And so we are going to be posting on our Instagram all about two books that we want to read with you guys they're beach read and uh people we meet on vacation is that what the mm-hmm. other one's called mm-hmm. people we meet on vacation they're both by emily henry if you're on book talk at all uh you know the drill you know these are big book talk books and so anya and i are currently reading them we actually did i think it's a really fun french sh- oh my god i can't speak it's a really fun friend thing that we did where we bought a copy of each book and like split the cost. So it's like we each paid for one book and I have one of them right now. Anya has the other one and we're going to read through them, write little notes to each other in the margins and then switch And read them. But we figured if we're having our own little book club moment, why not bring you all into our book club as well? So we'll post all the details on our Instagram so that you have them there. But we're planning on having that episode come out on October 12th. So as long as you have the books read by then, then you will be good to go to discuss these books. They're very, um, highly praised in the book talk universe. So I think it could be a really fun episode to chat a little bit about books. I mean, I'm a huge book nerd, so I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, they've got a lot of hype, so I'm excited to read them. Mm-hmm. And
1: even if you only read one of them, I think it's still worth tuning. Oh into yeah, the episode. So should be fun. And yeah, yes. if you have a friend you want to do this with, definitely recommend. I was kind of like, what if we like annotate? <laughs> Kylie was like, yeah, hey, that's fun. So
0: it's really we're gonna fun. Try that out. <laughs> yes. Cool. So to talk a little bit about this episode. Uh, We are going to be talking about living with roommates. So this is something that Anya and I both have experience with both in college and now out of college technically. Um, And it's definitely some tricky waters to navigate, obviously, when you're sharing your space with someone. Um, It is a very, dare I say, intimate situation. Where, you know, you really get to know someone, you get to know their living habits, um, and you want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable in the space they call home. So we are going to share our tips and tricks for how we've made roommate situations work in the past and what we think are some best practices when it comes to living with roommates. Yes, and this was Kind of a request. I kind of put it out
1: to a group that we're in, like what topics they feel like aren't Mm -hmm. discussed enough in like your your 20s and living with Mm -hmm. roommates was one of them. So we're excited to jump into that. But before we do it, let's get into our segments and kick it off with the week in review. So, I guess normally I try to stay like kind of positive or like fun with my weekend reviews, but I feel like my weekend review right now is just that like I'm not really thriving generally <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously, I have you know this cold, which isn't like a huge deal. It's just like I said the first time I've been sick in a while, so it's kind of hard to get used to again. Mm-hmm. um but work is just absolutely crazy right now. It's crazy right now, it's the craziest it's like ever been, and I know it's like a it's like a limited situation. Like I know that it has an end because it's basically event related, like we're planning two huge events. And so I know that when those events are both over, it's going to be a lot better. Cause like Grant was kind of like, Oh, is this like, cause of your promotion? Like, why is there so much more? And I was like, no, like, I think it would have been this busy regardless of if I got promoted or not. So at least I got promoted. That's true. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's just really crazy. So like, I mean, just like the last few days have been wild. Like I felt I, – I literally didn't feel sick at all until like Sunday and we're recording this on a Wednesday and it really just like hit me and then like work has been crazy. So I don't know, you guys. Send me good vibes. But um, we have some fun plans for this weekend. So hopefully we're feeling better and we can go ahead and do those. But yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll kind of leave it at that. I don't know. I feel like everyone has uh-huh. off weeks. This is just kind of an off week for me. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, bestie, I hope that your <laughs> your week turns around. Hopefully like you said once those events are over and you have like a second to catch your breath, things will start to be on the up and up again.
1: Yeah. It's like crazy cuz I made a list of like all the reasons that work is crazy and it was like okay, these two events like yeah, and then like we have a new like intern starting under me, so it's like figuring out his onboarding, and then we have mm-hmm. a board meeting the same week as one of our events and then oh like it's just it's just crazy. So you know, it's fine. I also had like a friend situation come up this weekend and everything. So I don't know, send me positive vibes. <laughs> uh, Hopefully we uh turn this around soon, but I know it's temporary. All of it, like sickness is temporary. The work thing is temporary. So we'll figure it out. But yeah, I just didn't want to like act like I was thriving because I'm really not right now. And it kind of stinks because it also really threw me off my good workout routine that I was on. Like I actually found this one class at the gym that I really liked and they were doing it outdoors, which I really was comfortable with too. Um, And it's at seven 30. So it kind of works out that like, typically I would get home and like kind of shower and everything like just before nine, but I've been having meetings before nine, like pretty much every day recently to like get these things under wraps. And so it just, I can't go to that. And I feel like it's going to like be so hard to get back on the train
0: again. So I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Uh Ah. Sending you positive vibes, bestie. Um, But yeah, sending you all the positive vibes. Hopefully things will be looking up before you know it. Um, For my week in review, I have two that are entirely unrelated, but I still wanted to talk about them. So I went and got my nails done in Boston for the first time. Me and my roommate had a little treat yourself moment where we went and got our nails done. Uh, I'm not going to say where I went or anything like that, because this isn't the n- best story. This isn't the best promotion for them. Um, so, but I went and I wanted to get acrylics and I wanted to get them like almond shaped, you know, how all the, how all the trendy TikTok gals are doing it. And I debated getting one of those like really fun designs. I think something that a lot of people get are like the like swirl, not like the swirl, but, like the squiggly line. Mm-hmm. Designs mm-hmm. and things like that. And I was looking through this nail salon's Instagram and I saw they had a lot of like very on par designs. But it had been, I swear to God, it had probably been over two years since I had gotten my nails done. Because I couldn't even tell you the last time I got them done before the pandemic. So it really could have been over two years. And it was a brand new salon. And I was experimenting. Anytime I got acrylics, I would always just get them like the standard square shape. So I was kind of like nervous. I was like, I don't really remember how this works. Like, I'm asking for a different shape. So I was like, maybe this time around, I'll just... I'll put my social anxiety to rest and I'll just focus on, like, let's try out a new shape and see how we like it and not stress too much about getting any sort of wacky design. So I go there, I pick out my color, I tell her I want acrylics, I ask for the almond shape. We're vibing, right? She's doing them. I'm like, this is fantastic. I got this nice, like, chartreusey green color. I was like, we're out here, we're vibing, we're living. And then. It gets to a point where she goes, do you want to do any designs? And I was like, well, if you're going to ask, I might as well mention it. So at this point, she hadn't like painted my nails or anything. So I was like, oh, I was actually thinking. And I went to grab my phone to shower the designs that I had found on their Instagram. And she goes, oh, like the swirly, squiggly lines. I was like, yeah, that would be awesome. (laughs) Just on like an accent finger to start out with. And I'm thinking to myself, we're out here vibing right now. Like, look (laughs) at us on the same page. I'm going to come to you for the rest of my life. It turns out that we were not vibing. Um, Mm. It turns out that that was not the case. So she paints my nails. um, And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. And then she goes, I'm going to go get the colors for your design. And I'm like, colors do i get a say in do i get a say in this process so i'm like okay but okay you know what we're vibing right now like i'm gonna trust the process (laughs) she comes back with and again i want to emphasize i have like a chartreuse green on my nails she comes back with a black polish and a silver glitter and i'm like this I, i I'm trusting the process, girl, but I'm I'm a little weary of the process, you know. So it turns out that um by her squiggly lines, she did like these like wispy lines that made it kind of look like almost grassy, and then she hmm. put the glitter over it and then she did two little birds <gasps> with the black. Box. No. And she goes, no. she goes, it's really pretty, right? <laughs> and I was like, Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, <laughs> it's really pretty. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, like, oh no, oh no, we were not on the same page. And I thought we were on the same page. <laughs> I would like to say that, like, number one, it's totally my fault. I should have just like still gotten my phone out and showed her exactly what I meant. I recognize that. I also could have been honest with her and said, that's actually not what I was looking for and had her fix it then and there. I recognize all these things. I'm not a confrontational person like that. I would rather you cut off my fingers than me have to admit that I didn't like (laughs) what you did with my nails. So I go to get them dried because I just did regular polish on the acrylics. I didn't do like gel or anything. Um, And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to fix this? How am I going to fix this? How am I going to fix
1: this? You're like literally looking up the next salon you're going to go to on the way home to literally, help them like redo it.
0: <laughs> literally. Um, but so we ended up actually coming back and I realized that because I only did regular nail polish, I could just easily remove the nail polish with like nail polish remover without really affecting the acrylics. Like I didn't need gel removal in this situation. So what I did was, is I removed the so the design was on my ring fingers. So I removed that nail polish and then I ended up removing the nail polish from my middle fingers. And I did the ring finger fingers like a purple color and the middle one's like a light pink. So now I have like a color block situation and I used I have like a gel top coat that works really well, well at um, home. So I used that. I fixed up my nails. As far as like the quality of the acrylics, the shaping, the length, like all of that, I was super happy with. And when she had just painted them all green, I was like, "Woo, woo, woo, we're vibing." The birds got me. The yeah. birds threw me off it's a little my bit bird. out of left field. Because uh, I didn't, I asked for squiggly lines. Even if she had just stopped at the squiggly lines, I wouldn't have been like, "Ah, oh, maybe this will grow." And then the birds happened. I didn't ask. They were non-consensual birds. I didn't ask for those <laughs> birds. <laughs> um. Do so, anyway no i am i when i tell you i I came home (laughs) when i tell you i came home and immediately took them off like and i walked home like with my hands like this as i was like walking because i was like if i'm gonna walk by my future husband he will never see me (laughs) with birds on my nails anyways the craftsmanship was excellent they were beautiful birds indeed <laughs> we just didn't vibe in the way that i thought we were going to vibe. So truly no shade to the salon, no shade to the the woman that did my nails. She was very very nice. Um but yeah. So that was my little nail disaster. Not a disaster at all, but just like i said, the first time that things went really wrong <laughs> when i got my nails done. And then outside of that on a completely related note, i wanted to talk about taking on a bit more responsibility at work. As you guys know, I now work full-time for the company that I was interning at for quite some time, and I've actually had a pretty hectic couple of weeks because I have been presenting on um, some research that I've been doing all summer to our CEO. I, like, essentially ended up taking on the role of, like, leading – I don't technically think I'm supposed to say what I do – but like i lead this section of research and analysis within our marketing department and i would say with our like team we kind of are a divide and conquer type of workflow mm-hmm. where you know one member of our team solely works on like the back end of the website while another member is solely working on like seo keyword things like that my the person that i uh, report to my manager she is like doing all of the client-facing work, the prospect-facing work, things like that. So I knew that I was going to step into a role of really owning something and have that be like, I'm the go-to for this specific category. And I think I have now found that, um, what I'm going to own, what's going to be mine moving forward and what I'm going to be the expert in, which is really cool, Um, but it's a lot of work and it's definitely very intimidating to give a presentation on research to your CEO, especially when the information that I'm presenting on is incredibly critical to our company and to informing our future marketing decisions. Um, So yeah, so it's good. I'm learning a ton. I'm really flexing my public speaking and presentation skills, which is definitely an area that I don't feel super comfortable in. And funnily enough, my, um, my boss she the first thing she said to me after I gave my first presentation was she was like I'm so impressed by how comfortable you sound like giving presentations you did such a great job she was like when I was your age I could have never done what you just did I would have been far too afraid and I was like bestie I was shitting my pants the whole time I've never been more afraid of my entire life she was like well I you feel did like- a really good job hiding it
1: yeah like I feel like dance helps with that in like a weird way because we're at least used to being like perceived in in front of an audience. Yeah. And then also like, I think being a really type A person goes with that too. Cause it's like, you're not even, at least when I get compliments like that in my head, I'm like, I'm not even that good of a public speaker. I was just so freaking hyper prepared for any direction that would have gone. So like, it's, yeah, I know what you mean.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I completely agree. And it's one of those things where I was like, if I have nothing else, I know that i busted my ass to do everything that I could to make this presentation as top notch as it can and to be as prepared to handle this as I possibly can. So yeah, I completely agree. Um so yeah, that's very exciting. I think definitely something that I, you know, had a an eye on in this sort of transition in my life was, you know, I didn't want to be a quote unquote glorified intern. I didn't want to, you know, have essentially the same responsibilities that I had working as an intern just now with health insurance. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, when you're stepping into a full time role, you want to be challenged to a certain extent, you want to make sure you're learning and growing because you really are now building your resume very substantially and starting a career path. And you want to make sure that you're prepared for, you know, all the the twists and turns that come with it. Um, So I'm very pleasantly surprised at how my team is really working to make sure that I step up a level and, you know, gain that responsibility and really become like a part of the team that's equally pulling their weight to the other members, if that makes sense.
1: love that. Well, it's good that uh, your team is being like thoughtful about that. Cause I definitely know what you mean. Like yeah. it's easy to just treat people the same way and give them the same responsibilities. So yeah, that's great. Um, okay, let's move into our favorites. So my favorite this week is pretty brief, but it is Apple Wallet. So I feel like I never really set up Apple Wallet. Like I think you have to have like one card in there for it to like exist. And I maybe Mm -hmm. did that, but I never set it up with like the card that I really use, like my credit card and I don't know. I just never really like thought about it. I didn't really know how to get to it. Like I would always accidentally get to it, but not actually know how to intentionally get to it because there's like a shortcut. I think it's like you tap your lock button twice or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I finally, well, what happened was I went to the gym, I think it was. And on Fridays, when I went to the gym on Fridays, I like to treat myself and get like a coffee or something after to like be like, good job. So I wanted to do that. And then I realized I was standing in the um, coffee shop and I realized I didn't have my wallet. Like I just didn't bring my wallet to the gym at all. And I was like, oh, man. But then I realized I was like, oh, I should try this like Apple wallet thing. Like I think my debit card's on here. And it worked. And ever since, I've just been like trying to use it all the time Um, because like anywhere that does like the tap, like anywhere you can like tap your card, this will work, Mm -hmm. which is like most places now I feel like, especially in Boston. And it's Mm -hmm. just super nice. Like I feel like I've been on some uh, walks recently where like I'll just bring my phone and not like my whole wallet and I'll stop to get like a smoothie. I live pretty close to like a pliables. Um, And it's just so nice to be able to pay with your phone. I don't know why I never like set it up before, but it's pretty cool. So if you have an iPhone and you're not taking advantage,
0: my friends set it up. (laughs) Bessie, I am not taking advantage. I know what I'm doing once we're done recording. No, it's super convenient. Yeah, all right, love that. Um, mine is also pretty short this week. It's the mini brie bites from Trader Joe's. They're freaking phenomenal, man. They're so good. And here, I'm gonna turn you on to something. You're gonna take your brie bite, right? You're gonna pop it in your air fryer. You're gonna put that bad boy to around 370 degrees. You're gonna let it cook for four five minutes. You'll have a nice melty brie bite. Here's what you're gonna do: you're gonna cut it in half. You're gonna scoop out all that melty brie and spread it on some toast. If you're like me, you can save the rind as a little after treat. Um, (laughs) I
1: like like the taste.
0: (laughs) I like the taste of the rind. I'm just gonna throw it out. So I I just put it on the side. so. Um, So you spread the brie on the toast. You add some jam. Maybe a balsamic glaze if you're feeling, like, really frisky. Mm. And my bread of choice is a sourdough, and it's freaking delicious. It's chef's kiss, um, and I love it. And it's my kind of go-to, like, breakfast slash snack at the
1: moment. Yeah. No, that's fun. I love brie,
0: but I've never gotten the baby – not baby Uh, Baby brie. Mini brie? Whatever they're called. Yeah. No, they're so good. You should try them. I bet you could microwave them too to get them a little gooey. I don't know what the logistics on that would look like, but Mm. because Anya's air fryerless, which is criminal, honestly. I
1: am. And it's not on purpose. Like, I think I would like one if I had one. I just haven't really taken the initiative. You should take the initiative. I know. I know. All right. Let's move into our main episode topic, living with roommates.
0: if you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through.
1: That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diasti in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode.
0: Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to
1: 800 years to break down.
0: Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use. Anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now.
1: That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton.
0: It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with.
1: With their subscription based model it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more.
0: They have products for every type of period from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups.
1: Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable and lasts up to 10 years. Plus the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it.
0: We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with twenty percent off, and definitely check out our episode
1: with Katie to learn even more. And now, Hotties, back to the episode. So I guess it would be good to maybe start by talking about like what our situations are or like have been, so that we can kind of mm-hmm. like you know show our expertise in the area,
0: <laughs> um, establish
1: credibility. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, we are like, I don't know, how home. We're like a year and a half post-grad, I guess. Yeah. And um, I, throughout college, always lived with – well, freshman year, I lived with one other person. Sophomore, year I lived with two people. Actually, I never really thought about this before. Junior year, I lived with three people or like three other people. And mm-hmm. then uh, senior year, there were four other people, so five of us. So it's actually kind of funny. I didn't really ever think about that. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, the five person was definitely the biggest roommate situation I ever had. And then I've also done like sublet situations, which is pretty common. I feel like at city schools, if you have like a Mm -hmm. semester, like in the summer, um, which I I never really knew the people that I was subletting with quite as well. Um, Mm -hmm. but I feel like that's kind of normal around here. And then right now I live with my boyfriend Grant. So I guess we're kind of roommates, but.
0: Yeah, we consider it roommates. Yeah. Um. So for me, my freshman year of college, I shared a a literal room, like just four walls (laughs) with one person. Um, And then my sophomore year, I had sort of like a suite style. We didn't have a kitchen, um, but we did have a bathroom and two bedrooms. And that was with three other people. And again, I shared a room with someone in that place. And then my junior year of college, I lived with five other people. So there were six of us. um, And this was a full apartment. So it had two bathrooms, a kitchen, a living room, the whole nine yards. Um, But again, I did share a physical room with someone. And then my senior year, I lived in another apartment um, with four other people and again, shared a room and just to kind of like Parse it out, I was in the same physical room with one girl freshman year, and then I ended up in a different with a different like room roommate um sophomore year, and stayed with her until the end of senior year and I did all on campus housing, which is why I ended up sharing a room with someone all four years of college and now I live with one other roommate in a two bedroom,
1: yeah, I guess I never really thought about. The fact that you were in, like, an actual, like, double all through college. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess for me, I was in a double freshman year, and then I had a single sophomore year, double junior year, and then my own room, like, off-campus senior year. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, so I kind of think that goes well into what I was going to say next, which is, number one, deciding if you want roommates, if you're, like, in a position to – You know, live comfortably alone, thinking about kind of the pros and cons of getting a roommate versus not. And then if you do want roommates, how many you want. So definitely something to think about. I think, um, you know, it's definitely fun living with a lot of people, but at the same time, it's like more resources are used and there's just kind of more. I guess uh potential for conflict and things like that just more personalities involved. So, definitely can help with yeah. your rent if you're willing to split it with a few more people, but there's for sure pros and cons to all all different living situations.
0: Yeah. And I think you don't even need to necessarily go through like poor roommate situations to wanna live on your own if you have the means. I yeah. mean, I personally have had pretty great roommate situations, all things considered. And I still really dream of, you know, having a one bedroom at some point in my life and living on my own and really um, owning a space in that way. So yeah, definitely weighing the pros and cons, figuring out where you're at in in life, what you can feasibly afford and handle at the time and going from there.
1: And if you're like an introvert or an extrovert, like I think that makes a big difference. You know, like it might actually be hard if you're a very extroverted person to live by yourself. Um, Yeah, but I'm kind of similar to you in that I think I would probably like it a lot. So,
0: you know, for yourself, but just want to throw that out there. For sure. So then if you do decide (laughs) that living with a roommate is the best choice for you at this time, you gotta find one. (laughs) So if you're going into college, there really are a lot of options. It's pretty easy to find a roommate um, at the college level. You can join your school's Facebook group. That's how I found my freshman year roommate. Um, You can make friends at spring orientation. I'm pretty sure it's common. I had an orientation at my school in the spring and then again in the fall right before classes started. Um, So if you meet someone at that spring orientation, if your school does it, uh, you could always room with them or you can use most schools have a random roommate selection process that you can use to find one through that. Um, But after college, of course, there isn't really a formal system. So I personally found my roommate. I met her in law school. She is still in law school. um, Obviously, I am not, but it still works out really well. I think especially in like a post-grad, grad uh, grad school situation, having someone who at the very least understands where you're at in your post-grad life is really crucial. So like as someone who was in law school, I understand what it's like to be in her shoes. And I mean, it's not that hard to empathize what it's like to be in like a full nine to five Person shoes because it is so common um but yeah so I found her through law school some people live with their significant others like Anya's doing um, you can't necessarily guarantee that you're living with a friend that you met at college because I, and I'm sure Anya you've noticed too you know people go different places I have friends who stayed out in the Worcester area I have friends who came to Boston I have friends who went all over the country and so It's not necessarily guaranteed that any friends of yours will uh, be wanting to locate to the same place that you are. But with that being said, you could meet people in college who are locating to the same area. I actually almost lived with someone uh, before everything shut down that I met at Assumption who was also planning to move to Boston at the time. Um, So yeah, you kind of just have to like parse out, figure out um, anyone that you know in your network so to speak i get that's like Mm -hmm. a poor way of putting it um but just you know i would definitely suggest kind of starting with the people that you know and that you already feel comfortable with and seeing if anyone's relocating to the same area as you um as a first resort for finding a roommate post-college
1: yeah i think especially if you're moving to like a major city i feel like that can be more common like if you're moving to new york or boston or like la or san francisco or something like that i feel like those were kind of the hubs of like where I saw people going post-grad. Yeah, agreed. And then real quick, I guess I want to mention my roommate freshman year was actually random, which I don't think about that much because we did end up being friends. But in the program that I did my freshman year, it was like you were assigned roommates like you couldn't have picked. Um, Mm -hmm. And that turned out fine. So don't be afraid to do that if you're thinking about it. Um, We didn't stay roommates after that, but it wasn't like a bad blood situation. It was just like we both found our own friend groups and chose to live with them. But – Um, yeah, but anyways, um, yeah, something else that I was thinking about was like, if you don't have a friend in a certain city, like how, how do you find a roommate there? And I think it's definitely a little more tough, but there are ways. I know that there's a lot of Facebook groups, um, for people looking for apartments in any given city. Like I've been in the Boston ones before because I've needed to find like a sublet situation and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I know that like Craigslist, like a Craigslist situation is a thing, but I don't think we would recommend it. I don't think we would condone. doesn't really seem super yeah. safe, but um, yeah, I would stick to Facebook, maybe like meet up with them in a public place.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, even I think like Facebook groups and things like that are definitely more um, reliable, but just if you're finding a roommate on the internet, be weary, be safe, meet them beforehand, maybe take some time to like get to know them before you agree to anything cuz you just you know there are some weirdos out there and we don't we don't want any hotties living with any weirdos out there okay so do your due diligence do your homework make sure you feel safe and comfortable
1: yes um and then kind of moving into a new talking point that we wanted to cover is roommate finances so i think this mm-hmm. is probably like one of the hardest parts about living with roommates is just making sure that everyone's on the same page um and for me personally like I've been through this a couple of times now it was always really hard to decide if rent was going to be like the same amount um for everyone based on like rooms and amenities and stuff like that so it's tough cuz you have to have that conversation so early on like for the most part before you even like move in with this person mm-hmm. um and I think there's like some kind of more like formula ways to do it like you can kind of go off of like square footage like if one room's a lot smaller than the other you can kind of go off like the distance and square footage but if the things that you're splitting on are a little more abstract, like natural light or whatever. Like I think it can be hard to figure out a good price. um, And it just kind of stinks that you have to have those conversations up front. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about it, Kylie, but you guys pay different rent, right?
0: No, we split. Oh really? Oh, I thought, yeah, our um... rooms are the exact same square footage. So we decided to just split and call it even.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought you guys um, had like a different situation um but yeah I think basically what I ended up doing when I had those five roommates was like we all like um like cast a excel sheet onto the tv and we just kept playing with like different amounts and like shifting it around until we got to like a place where everyone was comfortable with what they were paying and we felt like it was fair because in that last place uh the rooms were like very drastically different and I will say I had probably like the biggest or one of the bigger rooms and then there were uh, so my roommates had rooms that were like half the size. And so obviously it's not fair to pay the same price. Um, so but just noting that that's something you might have to talk about. It's never fun, um, but it's necessary. And um, one other thing that's good to talk about is kind of figuring out who will be on the utilities, who's going to actually send the rent check. I don't know about you guys, but for us, like in the past, I've had a portal where like you could all pay individually, but right now we have to like, You combine all the money and then send it like in one sum. So if you have a situation like that, like who's going to be responsible for that? Mm -hmm. Um, And also how you'll pay each other for things. Um, So I've kind of done it both ways. Like I think if one person is up for it, it's definitely easier to have their name in charge of paying like shared bills, like gas and electric and water and like whatever else you would pay for. And then just Venmo requesting everyone. Um, that is a lot of responsibility to put on one person, but it makes it a little more straightforward in that, like, you're only transferring with one person and, and, um, you can kind of like consolidate it and everything. Um, but in my last department, we did kind of split it up, which was fine too. Like, I think one person took wifi, one person took natural gas, one person took electricity and it was, it worked out. Um, so I think it just depends on your situation, but that's another thing that's good to talk about upfront because you're probably going to have to set up your utilities before you move in too. So,
0: Yeah, I know in my current situation, um, I took on our Wi-Fi bill and then my roommate, because she had been previously living in the neighborhood that we're in currently, um, she just transferred her electric and gas bill over to our apartment. So she kind of is in charge of that. And then we'll just end up splitting the difference um, when all is said and done if one of us ends up paying more than the other. Um. But yeah, and then another thing to consider as far as finances go are splitting things like furniture, you know, furniture, things like couches, um, tables, all of that stuff that you need to fill the space um, are pretty expensive. And so figuring out how you're going to split those. Google, stop. Hey, Google, stop. I swear to God, I've been hacked. This thing is, like, on. it's, like, actually kind of scaring me. I might end up unplugging it. It's defiant. I'm leaving this in here. (laughs) That was my Google Home. If Anya leaves this in, that was my Google Home uh, defying me. Anyways. But, yeah, so decide, do you want to split furniture? Do you each want to buy stuff? And then you can, you know, say you buy the – couch and your roommate buys the dining room table and chairs. Do you want to just buy those separately and then you get to keep those and move them to your next space? I think another important thing to talk about um especially because if you're splitting the furniture, you know, obviously if you each buy your own things, it makes it a lot less complicated in the end. Um but it can also take a lot more uh respect in preserving the furniture pieces and then if you know that you're taking the couch or the dining room table and you know god forbid your roommate does something to like i don't want to say destroy it but like lessen the quality of it and then you're like just kind of bummed um because you're the one taking it like that's something to definitely consider uh another thing is if you end up splitting the furniture and then in the end you know you could always buy something off of them so say you bought a couch for 200 dollars, you each paid 100 if you want to take the couch you can offer to pay her the additional 100 dollars. so now you've technically bought the couch and can take it with you. Um, But try to keep it simple. If you buy the couch, you get to take it with you when you move out. If you want to buy the couch, buy it off of each other. Like, Just figure out a a system that's as simple as possible um, and it should be good. But definitely something to uh, talk about and consider um, as early on as you possibly can.
1: Yeah, I remember we ran into this um, with my place because I remember I just had a lot of extra furniture from like my home that I brought and then some of the other stuff we ended up splitting. And at the end, it was kind of this situation where like we had all chipped in, for like example, like the TV, like the TV was maybe like 200 bucks and we all chipped in like 40 bucks at the time. So like nobody really cared enough to like buy anyone out to get the TV. And at the end, we were just like, okay, what do we do with this? I don't even remember what ended up happening, but like nobody really wanted to deal with it or take it because it was like, nobody's responsibility, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think what you said about like shared furniture is important. So like just knowing it's going to take some wear and tear, maybe a little bit of abuse. Um, So I would say just don't buy anything like so nice that you'd be heartbroken if your housemate or your roommate like spilled some wine on it or something like that. I know we Mm -hmm. all love to look at like West Elm, but, or like restoration hardware, but Probably not the time to buy that kind of stuff yeah. if you know you're in like a shared household or if you know you're going to be hosting a lot of things. Um, and then I think another tip is that you can consider buying used furniture to both save money mm-hmm. but also save heartache if something were to happen to yeah. it because um, it's a lot easier to accept, you know, a broken spring on a cheap second-hand couch than a brand new piece of designer furniture or like the restoration hardware cloud couch, you know, that
0: kind of thing. Um, yeah. So definitely recommend thrifting. Thrifting and Facebook Marketplace are mm-hmm. your best friend. We got a really cute dining room table set um that is very like small apartment efficient and we got it off of Facebook Marketplace for like a hundred bucks. So we we're like sold. Awesome. Love it. Um and then you want to make sure that you discuss any other expenses that you'll have. So these are things like groceries. Are you guys gonna share groceries and split the cost? Are you guys just gonna, you know, buy your own groceries? Uh, communal items like toilet paper, cleaning supplies? Is it going to be, you know, you each have an assigned list and every time something runs out from that list, it's your responsibility to get it? Are you going to alternate who buys what? Um, Are you just going to, you know, plan to go out together whenever there are errands and just try to split the cost that way? Definitely discussing that and figuring out the best way to make sure that you guys are equally contributing to those sort of household amenities. Um, Definitely really important to talk about.
1: Yes. And then as we close out this category, I just want to give an app recommendation. I haven't used this personally, but I have friends that have used it. And Kylie, you said that you use it. Um, Yeah. It's called Splitwise. So I think, I don't know, maybe you can describe it better, but I think you can kind of add like a lot of different expenses um, and kind of like catalog them, right?
0: Yeah. So you essentially say you spend $200 on a couch. Um, You can put in that you spent $200 and then the app asks you, how you want to split it up. So, if it's, you know, we're splitting it 50 50, I don't remember the exact words that they use, but they have a few options. Most of the time, me and my roommate use the we're splitting it 50 50. So, you put that 200 log in, you select I'm splitting it 50 50, and then, you know, whoever you're splitting it with gets a notification that they now owe $100. And the app actually gives you the option of going straight to Venmo. Um, and then, when you click that link in Venmo them, it logs it for splitwise, or you can click, um record a cash payment. My roommate and I have been using Zelle. Actually, I was going to bring up Zelle, huge yeah, Zelle fans. Over Venmo. Um, So what I normally do and what she does whenever we use Zelle instead of Venmo is we just record it as a cash payment so that everything's logged on the app still.
1: Yeah. No, Zelle is fire if you guys fire. haven't used it. I don't know. Did I make it a favorite? I think I thought about it at one point, making Zelle a favorite. Um, but yeah, I don't know like if all banks have it, but they definitely have a pretty extensive list of banks that you can sign up for Zelle with. And it's basically Venmo, but it's like through your banking app. So, like, Kylie and I mm-hmm. both have Bank of America. I think that's like the most common thing to have in New England. I feel like most people I know have Bank of America. Um, mm-hmm. But what's really nice about it is that it's instant, like, it's immediately yeah. in the other person's account and there's no like transfer fee or anything like that. So, I know with Venmo, there's like a transfer fee if you don't want it to be instant. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, highly recommend Zelle for paying rent because. Yeah. When you're paying like that large a sum of money, the transfer fee can actually like
0: be a little bit significant. So big Zell fan. Yeah. Love it. So moving into our next sort of section, we want to talk about establishing boundaries with your roommates. So most colleges require you to sign a roommate contract at the beginning of the school year, outlining some very basic boundaries. So things like who's doing what chore, Are you willing to share food and belongings? How do you feel about having guests over? Are you a morning person, a night person? Are you planning to study in the room or elsewhere on campus? All of those very basic boundaries are normally talked about in those roommate contracts.
1: Yeah, and I'm really glad that you brought up chores because I think chores are huge. I feel like chores are like a big source of like conflict um, and so I know I have some friends that have done like a literal chore chart situation where like you have your day of the week and like you have to complete X chore and it like rotates kind of thing. I don't think I've ever had anything that formal, but I think what we have right now that like really works well is there's just chores that like each person minds more and minds doing less, like just naturally, mm-hmm. I think. And so for example, like I really don't mind unloading the dishwasher, um, And like Grant absolutely hates doing that. But what I hate doing is like taking out the trash. Like weekly, I hate doing that, like bringing it to the curb and everything. And so I think it could also, instead of like this really formal chore chart conversation, if you're not really that type of person, I think it could also just be a conversation of like, what do you not mind doing that much? Because I really don't mind doing the dishes and the laundry, but I really hate doing like the vacuuming and that kind of thing. So it's like just having the conversation of like, what what do you hate the least? Like obviously no one loves doing chores, but- um, I think that's been really helpful, and not really something that I thought about doing prior to this situation. I mean, maybe it's different because it's a little more shared. Like we I do both of our laundry kind of thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it, but I think that's worked really well. So it's something to think about, especially if you're living with a significant other. But yeah. I think it's really important to be honest during these kind of like roommate boundary type meetings because oh, yeah. um, it's gonna save you so much trouble in the long run if you're just upfront with your expectations and your needs as a roommate. Um, rather than like being kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what's the not word like when you're pe- like, not petty, but what's the other word for petty?
0: <laughs> like passive aggressive?
1: Yes. That's the word. Yeah. Passive aggressive. I was like, what's the word when like you're mad, but, like you're not showing it. Yeah. Passive aggressive. Um, cause that just creates like a weird dynamic for everyone and like yeah. leaving little notes and stuff. Like that's just annoying. Just don't be that person. So
0: yeah, literally, um, But yeah, so I'm glad you brought up like being really honest because I think, you know, it's easy to sort of disregard those meetings, especially in college. I know me and my roommates like didn't necessarily take them super seriously, but I actually think it's a pretty effective system. And I think even after college, if you're moving in with roommates post grad, you should host um, very similar meetings to establish boundaries. And you could literally steal from the contracts that you signed in college. You can brainstorm, you know, boundaries that you want to set. and create a checklist of things that you want to discuss. But I know this is something that my current roommate and I are planning to do at the start of the next month for, you know, a post-grad move into your first sort of leased apartment. Um, The first month is really, really hectic. And so I think neither of us really expected the other to like have the time to like brainstorm boundaries and things that we wanted to talk about and fit it in on top of, you know, just moving in and making this place a livable space. So we've kind of just been like, almost like test running what it's like without like setting super, super clear boundaries. We discussed like really important stuff that we wanted to make sure like made us compatible roommates before we even moved in. Um, But for now, we're just kind of going with the flow, seeing what happens, and then we'll have a formal sit down once we feel much more settled into this place. Um, But I, I think they're so important. They really do save you time in the long run. Yeah. And I think it's also
1: like, you know, we've kind of talked about like boundaries, but I think it's also a time to be clear about like alone time and things like that too. Because I think if you don't talk about those things, you can kind of end up in like a sticky situation where like, for me, I know that even when I lived with five people, I wasn't always like down to just do whatever was going on in the apartment. Like I really value like my alone time and I really need time to like decompress at the end of a work day. And so if I come back and like shut the door and I'm hanging out in my room when everyone else is like cooking dinner I don't want someone to think that I'm mad at them or that like the group did something to like offend me or I feel like excluded or something like that because that's not true. That's just, I prefer to like decompress and be alone a little bit at the end of the day, especially like when I was commuting and stuff. And so I think just having conversations like that, like if my door is closed, like, you know, you can come in, but like, let me know X, Y, Z. Like, I just think it's a good time to just talk about like habits and stuff like that because I think there were definitely times where like, Me just hanging out by myself got like misconstrued of like I was miserable or like upset or something when I wasn't. It's just like how I function.
0: Yeah. Well, and that is a boundary in its own right of like, here's what I need to like make myself feel the best at the end of the day. So like, just respect that and don't try to inflate it into something that it's not. Because if I'm mad at you, I'll tell you that I'm mad at you. If I'm in my room by myself after a long day, it's just because I need a moment. Um, Yeah. I I think that's a boundary in its own right.
1: Yeah. And I'm not like, blaming anyone like I never got into like a weird situation with this or anything I'm just I just always had a feeling like they thought something was up when I did that but nothing was ever up (laughs) and like I just (laughs) never really talked about that um yeah and it's interesting because I was doing a little bit of research for this episode and I found this article that talked about like according to (coughs) sorry you guys my (laughs) illness um according to research there's like three top points of conflict between roommates which I think was interesting so it's the kitchen, the bathroom, and then significant others. And I feel like this is pretty true. Like I think the kitchen and the bathroom I totally see because, you know, everyone needs to use both of those common spaces. They're like essential for life. Um, And I think people just have really different preferences of like, for example, like something that I thought of was um, we had this party one night and there was like a bunch of like glassware left out. And we were like, okay, we're not going to like clean up after this whole party. Like it's like 1 a.m. Let's go to bed and deal with it tomorrow. And, um, I was just like thinking in my head, like, I'm just going to really quick put all the glasses in the sink type thing. Like, that'll just be like one thing I can do right now. And I remember my roommate was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, I'm putting the glasses in the sink. So like, we don't have to worry about that tomorrow. And she was like, a like crowded sink is so much worse to me than like crowded countertops. And I was like, I never would have thought that way. (laughs) Like, it's just interesting how people are different like that. So, um, yeah that's one thing. And then I think shower, like (laughs) shower conflict when you live with a lot of people and you have one bathroom is like so real, like probably like one of the biggest points of contention that I've seen. Um, And just know that you might have like different standards of like a short shower, a long shower, like a clean kitchen, a Mm -hmm. dirty kitchen. Like it's just, it's hard. Um, And then yeah, like significant others. I think this especially comes into play if you have a significant other that's like hanging around the apartment a lot, but doesn't pay rent obviously um mm-hmm. so just I thought that was interesting to throw in there that those are the three points oh, yeah
0: no that's really interesting I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been able to guess what the three points of conflicts were but they definitely do make sense and I can see why they are the top like point of contention um but yeah so then the last two sort of bullet points that we have to go over are to communicate your schedule I think this is especially important if you guys are on sort of different, not necessarily different paths, but if your days are just structured very differently. So for example, with me and my roommate, I'm have a pretty consistent schedule. I'm working, you know, a standard eight hour work day, I have, you know, minimal commitments outside of that, um, that are, you know, incredibly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? like important commitments outside of that, I guess, most of the commitments that I have outside of my workday fall under more of like a social category, I guess. Um, Whereas for her, she is in class full time. So she has sort of a schedule that's all over the place. She doesn't have anything on Mondays and Fridays, um, but she does have class in the middle of the week. And so just understanding each other's schedule and something that we're really aiming to do is um, allowing days where we kind of get The apartment and the space to ourselves because our schedules allow for it. So for example, um, she doesn't really have a a lot of classes on Mondays and Wednesdays. So I'm going to try to go into my office because my office is open for us to go into on Mondays and Wednesdays so that she can have sort of the apartment to herself and kind of we gain that distance and we don't always feel like we're on top of each other. And then she has class virtually all day from on Tuesdays and Thursdays So I'm going to stay at the apartment and work from home um, and be able to have the space on that time. And then we're both just going to have to live with each other on Fridays because I don't want (laughs) to work from the office on Fridays. Um, But yeah, so that's kind of like the strategy that we're working with. So definitely communicate your schedule and work out any sort of, um, I don't know, logistics that you think could help um, make your living situation the best it can be. And then lastly, it's important to remember that you may not be best friends with your roommate, and that's totally okay. It is really, really hard to live with your friends. It's really, really hard to cross from roommate to friend boundaries. Obviously, when you're, you know, seeing someone that much all the time, it's either going to work or it's not going to work. Um, So keep that in mind, especially if you are going into college and you're using more of a random system, you don't know your roommate super well. As long as you both feel comfortable and happy in your living situation, you don't have to be the best of friends. It's great if that happens. I met some of my absolute best friends from living with them, Um, but it doesn't have to be the case and that's okay. I have plenty of people that I lived with that I wouldn't consider them a best friend, but I don't hold any sort of like bad blood or grudges against them. Uh, So don't put that pressure on yourself. It's hard enough to live with another person. Don't feel like you need to make them your best friend on top of it all.
1: Yeah, and in a lot of ways, it's better if they're not your best friend. You can have, you know, conversations a little more easily, be maybe a little more candid and blunt because you don't have this like underlying relationship that you're worried about compromising. So pros and cons, but if you want to live with a friend, I say go for it, you know, oh, you know, it's yeah. best for you, but. Oh yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's everything we have for our kind of living with roommates episode. Yes. So um, I guess we can just give a quick reminder about the book club episode. So yes. definitely go ahead and pick up those two books and we're going to talk about them on October 12th. I think we'll post about it on our Instagram sometime this week. Um, so you mm-hmm. have all the details and you know what to order.
0: Um, but
1: yeah, I think that's about it
0: yes so with that being said we'll chat with you guys next tuesday bye guys hopefully next week
1: i'm a little less wheezy <laughs> yes I, I literally feel like the wheezy toy from a uh, toy story like you know oh the my one god like yeah i do know the one <laughs> anyway all right bye guys <laughs> bye